0: So, Chuck, what are you excited about in wrestling this week? It's a real rough
1: week to be excited about anything in wrestling. What are you excited about, Chuck? But if I got to pick something, I'm excited about Cody Rhodes. Retiring? uh, Well, no.
2: (laughs) No, I'm excited.
1: (laughs) I'm excited because um, I feel like of all the EVPs at AEW, Cody is the one who is still holding on to the look I'm not here to put myself over. I'm here to make sure my talent gets over, even if it meant, you know, he's not like the triple H just being in the ring with me elevates you. Even if you don't get the win, kind of guy, he's like, no, no, no. I got to make sure when we get a new guy in and I'm the first guy he takes out, he's got to take me out decidedly. I'm excited about this
0: particular topic. We're going to put a pin in it make sure that we talk about this. This is excellent. Cause I think that, there's a large contingent of people who disagree with you about Cody overall. But sure. This week, this week, I think that uh, you have the trump card. All right, Justin Valentine, what are you excited about in wrestling this week?
2: Uh, first off, about damn time Cody Rhodes get that mindset. Um, I can't disagree with Chuck when it comes to it's a t- it's tough. So I'm gonna go with this. Ever Rise rules. Ever Rise was on AEW. legitimately, I legitimately. <laughs> I legitimately popped a little bit when i saw it was them now i'm like oh good for them good i had no idea to (laughs) watch an aw and i'm like all right i'm in i like it
0: when i saw him i was like what the fuck how big is this roster gonna get (laughs) Eric Abanis, Shawnee constant you are not wrong i i think that's a 100 accurate statement i have not seen any uh social media uh, outlets dispute that fact.
3: <laughs> Not yet. I, I, I eagerly await their rebuttal if they do decide to challenge the greatness that is made. Cool. But uh, but we will we will, uh, you know, cross that bridge when we get there. Um, Where uh, were you asking me about what what's making me excited about wrestling as of late?
0: Absolutely.
3: So I look We've said it before, or at least I've said it before, half the reason to follow wrestling is for all the bullshit backstage, behind the scenes stuff. And this Adam Cole drama is juicy. It's so exciting. Like either either he's going to you know, bounce and go to AEW or like a guy who seems like a really decent dude is just going to make a buttload of money, which I like. I like that. But, um, whatever happens, I hope Adam Cole is happy. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's all I really want. And I just can't wait to see how this plays out because high drama, high drama. It's the best.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding. I'm excited to smoke this weed.
2: All right. <laughs>
0: Let's hit the music. This poor darling doesn't understand edging even a little bit.
2: Oh my <laughs> my um, goodness. A bitch.
0: All right, so let's try to dissect this just for a quick minute here. Uh, First off, uh, we had an episode last week. We were talking about all the Bray stuff, all the... uh, There was just all kinds of good things to talk about. Uh, And um, the episode was deleted. I won't ask who did it. It was me. Uh, However, I do blame Zoom uh, to to an extent. Uh, I had some problems, technical difficulties, apologies. But here we are, another set of cuts the announcement that NXT is probably going to be dismantled speaking of Adam Cole I'm assuming he won't be in WWE where they don't want any uh <clears throat> quote unquote as per Uncle Dave midgets or guys in their 30s because they can never be WrestleMania main eventers uh, uh yikes
3: tell that to Dwayne
2: <laughs>
0: yeah
3: well actually Dwayne's not a midget but he he is well over 30 but I don't know. I just this is this is puzzling. This what is happening like what is happening with this company? This company shouldn't be this messed up yep. like it, it is. It is a sight, and it's 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 baffling. Like you are supposed to be the, the leader of this. And it, it, there's just there's shit everywhere. There's just yep. I like I just I keep stepping in it and it's just awful. Yep. Like, get it together, guys. Come on.
0: It's honestly such a dismantling that it's making it extremely difficult for us to uh, to, to play the game. This is, in fact, the one fall show right. uh, where we have a friendly, <clears throat> I stress, friendly conversations about professional wrestling. Also in the context of a quiz show. However, I'm, I don't want to just have question after question about which poor sucker got cut by WWE again this week. Right. Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
2: Listen.
1: And typically when when we've talked about this over the last Jesus, like six months now, whenever somebody gets cut, Erica, you're the one to bring up that like they are posting record numbers of profit and like how you can do. It's, it's a real weird thing. And a peek behind the curtain, three fourths of the people who are talking today also work in radio, which is also an industry where you have these numbers that your performance is based on and you can kind of. Look at one number and say, we're the greatest, but then look at another number and say, we need help. And that's what it feels like is going on with the WWE. On one hand, their investor calls are like, we're doing better than ever. And then 48 hours later, we got to cut 20 people.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, every year we go through cuts, it happens. Um, and in years past, the day it happens, people are upset of uh, a couple names and so on. But then a week later, Uh, two weeks later, a month later, we're over it because, A, it's done, and, B, they start to build somebody else, right? They call someone else from NXT, and then they get a run and so on. So that's usually been the deal. There's been so many rounds. They have taken out names that absolutely make no sense. It's, it's who they're doing this to. It's how many. It's the timing of it. It's ruining NXT for absolutely no reason when NXT was the most consistently good show in wrestling, period. We had great weeks and horrible weeks of AEW and great weeks and horrible weeks of WWE. Every single week, NXT was at least good, right? Like, I did not see anybody going on social media at all when NXT over the last year, since the pandemic and complain about NXT, the way that I've seen for WWE and AEW. And yet that's the show we're blowing up. It's the names that are going, the roster is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. That's what has fans worried. What is going on here? What are we doing? And again, NXT was probably your best product consistently and that's the product you decide to blow up. If I'm Triple H, I'm losing my mind. And I, I genuinely think he is because I think he was 1,000% in on that brand. Uh, he had a lot of faith in it. He took a lot of pride into it and the superstars that he had. Uh, I don't think he's like Vince McMahon. And I think that you know WWE is in a scary place right now nothing to do with AEW, nothing to do with any other competition or ratings or anything like that, but whatever the hell is going on to cause this many cuts within just the 2021 calendar year and the names that they've cut and the times that they've done it, WWE is in a scary spot.
0: If Samoa Joe gets cut for a second time in the same summer is an act of violence justified.
2: Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh yes. I think that that counts as provoking Samoa Joe. I, th- I think somebody I
2: mean, I... choked out. And, and again, it's it's one of those things where, what is the game plan here? What is the end goal? That's where, it, like, there is none. And this isn't a a cool little mysterious like, oh, you never, you don't know what's going. Something's something's happening. We don't know what's going on. It's, do you guys know what you're doing? So like, I
0: think that the two potential things are uh, a sale. You know, to, likely to NBC uh, would be the speculation there, or. Is this sort of, um, I, I don't think a direct response, but an indirect response to all of the young upstarts pushing back against the social media thing? Like, we're going to cut our roster to like 20% of what it was, and we're going to control everything. And all you whiners, if you really want to go make money on Twitch, go make money on Twitch.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of angles you could really um, attack this from. As far as what you, you think is going on, we've we've been talking for it seems like months now about the idea that, like, well, typically when a company does this, it's to increase their bottom line so that you can sell the company. Um, and I mean, I, I don't I, at this point, I think that's way more realistic than it was previously. I'm, I'm willing to.
0: Uh, oh, very clearly. I mean, they if that's not the goal, they certainly have positioned themselves for that goal, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I, th-
2: I, I definitely think that's why Ric Flair got cut. I look forward to seeing what Ric Flair does on Twitch.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> banned in one day is what Ric is gonna do on Twitch. <laughs> yep,
3: I, I think already we can just call it now. Title of Ep, looking forward to seeing what Ric Flair is doing on Twitch. <laughs> like, 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 we can just let's call it now. I know at the end of the show, you're like, give me a list of titles. It's like, no, we've done it. This is Type it. Woo that's in the chat.
1: Oh, i feel kind of uh i feel kind of like a dick because this particular time when the cuts happened um i looked at the list and i didn't really like at least half of it i had no idea who it was
2: i think and... a lot of people that was that was the case though. i think there was yeah. only five names they've actually used on tv um, right,
1: like uh, Bronson Reed was obvious because he's gotten a bunch of TV time in the last couple of years. Uh, Bobby Fish because he's part of the Undisputed era. But um, honestly, out of everybody in the Undisputed era, he's the one that's been injured more than he's been active. And I don't know in any business how long you can get away with having that kind of uh, that kind of average. I I worried about Finn Balor for for quite a while sure. for the same reason because it felt like he was injured more than he was actually on television. Well, um, I mean, I but at I was, the same time, I, you know, I'm, I hate seeing anyone lose their job, save right. maybe Alex Jones or Tucker Carlson. Like I, I'll count. be happy to see that happen, but yeah. um, you know, any, any professional wrestler uh, no matter how much shit they may talk, um, you know, I don't, I don't want
2: to see them lose their job. Right. I think Bronson Reed, Mercedes Martinez and uh, mm. Tyler rust were like the names that really turned, turn people's heads. Cause again, it's a situation where, they were just being used on TV. Tyler Russ was part of the Diamond Mind, which is a faction that just got introduced, right? Bronson and that League they built again. They built
0: for weeks, right? Right, yeah. they
2: built that for weeks. It was it was being promoted for weeks. So what's the diamond mind and so on? They've only been less than a month together. Uh, Bronson Reed was just a champion in NXT, and Mercedes Martinez was just going for the women's title two months ago. It's the same situation what we saw from Braun Strowman and Alistair Black, two guys that were right in the middle of a storyline and then they get cut. Those are the cuts that make you think, what is going on? That's, yeah, it's the people.
0: Of these names, Mercedes Martinez is the one that I think AEW should go after. She Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So technically gifted and has such a legendary run in the Indies that she can only, I mean, unless she's just rotten, which certainly wasn't the case when I was able to meet her at the merch table, you know, that hardly a great sample size. But um, I, you know, uh, unfortunately for most of the guys on that list, they're not huge names. Um, again, though, like it's offensive as a fan at a certain point, like Bronson Reed was part of the story, right? Yeah. It's so offensive. And uh, going back to Bray Wyatt, which, you know, I don't want to give a ton of time to, because it's a week out. However, for those of us who are watching this bullshit product for the last several years, uh, some of the people we were really looking forward to, Alistair Black, um, the people who we were actually enjoying, uh what's what's his actual Carney name and by Carney name i mean Carney name uh Wyndham uh
1: <laughs> windom rotunda Wyndham
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bray. wow yeah no i i mean it's it's again it's who they're cutting and bray wyatt's a perfect example why cut bray wyatt although i do still think there's there's could be something underneath that um but right, again so go ahead all... and lay
0: that out real quick could sure. be a work you think
2: I think it could be a work and I give this now, don't get me wrong. Whatever's going on with WWE could change that. Of course, if there is something crazy weird going on, but assuming they're just, you know, kind of ignorant right now. um, I give this credit to Bray Wyatt of Bray Wyatt got released, but maybe the fiend did not. And I, you know, and I know it's a stretch because you know, they did the release and so on Fiend Um, at home, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it could be another CM Punk, you know call for me but uh i've seen a lot of people look at that and i think that's something bray wyatt could could pull off um i don't think bray wyatt would work well in aew right now i don't i think uh, with the roster that they have right now he wouldn't fit well especially if cm punk and daniel bryan are on their way there as rumored but if
0: you can let bray wyatt run essentially promos and then only appear at pay-per-views you have uh your undertaker style guy that you can ride with forever which wwe should have done oh i don't know when he faced the undertaker (laughs) a year before they gave it to stupid bork
3: (laughs) it just it's it's um it's baffling Everything like it, none, none of this makes sense, none of this makes business sense. Uh, it, especially, I mean, I, I, you know, I, as Chuck mentioned, you know, I, I have mentioned on various occasions that you know the WWE is posting record numbers. Da, 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 da. Um, I just pulled this, uh, this article from Cage Side Seats. Uh, so, yeah, um, according to them, WWE has released its financial results for the second quarter of 2021, which covers uh, their income of twenty nine point two million was down compared to forty three point eight million in Q2 in 2020. They're still, you know, they're still making really good money. And th- they're, 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 their television deals are still generating a lot of money. Their Saudi deal ugh, whatever, but they—they they, it's still money. It just, none of their decisions make sense. Would, would I love for the whole Bray um, switcheroo to happen to where Bray was released, but The Fiend is still on the roster? That would be amazing. But I, creatively speaking, do not trust the WWE to do something that clever, okay? I just do not, I do not have enough faith in them at this point for them to pull something like that off. I would love to see bray show up in in new japan uh i I feel like he could flourish with a number of wrestlers there uh whether they're you know gaijins or you know like homegrown talents like he just just like let him let him run just let him do his thing and it's gonna be magic it, it just nothing, nothing makes sense. Like right. even, even in, in batch shit times, we can be like, okay, they had to do this because of X, Y, and Z. No one knows. Right.
2: Like everyone's on the outside looking and going uh, what, well, and, what? And you, <laughs> and you mentioned right. the money they're still making. I know heading into live shows returning, we questioned how they would do with ticket sales. They're doing great. The stadiums look fantastic and one thing that they're doing now that they weren't doing before when they were actually struggling they're showing all sides of the arena because there was a time where they didn't sell the you know camera hard camera side of the arena because they couldn't sell that many tickets but and then we were just at a live show last week in detroit they sold out a live show they nearly sold out a live show on a sunday night that was not a tv or anything they're doing fine and that again like erica is saying adds to what the hell why 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 could, do all
0: this could a big part of it be wanting to eliminate the hardcore wrestling fan because on social media where everything is so important and, and used as a commercial judgment anymore you get rid of them <laughs> like <laughs> like maybe they don't want us nitpicking maybe they just want yeah the most vapid like yay yippy dippy guys uh, watching and finally, they get to replace it with families like they've been wanting to do for the last 20 years. I don't think know? that works, though, because the sad I don't truth- think so either. Remember that rock concert where they showed a couple uh, matches um, on, yeah, Smackdown on SmackDown a few Down. weeks ago, and the crowd was looking at it like just so confused by why their time was being <laughs> wasted, much like ours. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I, I, but I don't think that works because the sad truth about the WWE, and listen, I'm guilty of it. You know, a lot of people, Chuck, you know, we're guilty of it, and that is... We're all pissed off about this. These cuts happen, but I'll tune into Raw. I'll tune into SmackDown. Okay, Summer you Summer. will tune yeah, into I this. Know, but a, but I'm a not. I'm right. I've, I've a been, lot, been off the ship. Lo- time out. A lot of people will still tune in. And that is a fact because it's WWE. People are more likely to walk away from the newer, like the AEW, or the smaller, like the Impact, the second they get pissed off. But with WWE, because of how big of a fucking mountain they've already built, despite who they fire and how pissed off you are, SummerSlam next week in Vegas will be sold out, and a lot of people will still be watching it. And that is the sad truth, and they know that. How many of those right.
3: tickets are comped? Is it a I mean, sure, the tickets get scanned, but were they officially a sellout? Doubtful. Okay. Right. And, and as far as people leaving, more, more likely to leave newer companies. AEW has been regularly clearing a million viewers, uh, you know, on Dynamite. We'll see what happens with Rampage this week. Uh no,
2: who, I, I mean, who, I'm who not knows saying their numbers are bad now? I'm saying if this were AEW, if oh. AEW were to turn around and fire up a couple big stars, oh, people yeah. are more likely to walk away from AEW and legitimately walk away from AEW. Right, the nature of the fans that you've
0: developed. Yeah, I think yeah. That speaks
2: I'll give to, you that. Yeah, that
0: speaks to families and dipshits. I'm sorry, but we are <laughs> we are now in the we are like we're Shout cutting hairs. We're, we're we're splitting hairs,
1: like well, uh, you're obviously I, always saying that Justin counts as a family, then. Because we all know he's not the other one. <laughs> I wasn't targeting. Wow. Chuck,
0: Jeez. No I'm one was, just saying I'm no clarifying. Wow. That, that was, right.
2: What do you mean? That was a compliment. He said I was not I'm clarifying. A Justin, <laughs> I, I was on the dipshit. Not as a I family. Was a
3: Should be I, I, the running
2: for the title.
3: I, I, I was just going to say new new title of ep, families and dipshits. So <laughs> it's fine. New title of F. you guys. We're doing it. We're doing it. Boom. <laughs> That's I where the snorted. real points are scored.
0: I snorted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so AEW numbers are up. As you said, Erica. What did everyone think this week? This is sort of the, the follow-up to the big uh the big um epically rated hardcore match from the week prior. <laughs> and we get we get Jericho kicking off the show with who be who 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 no who, who, to be, to who, who to okay Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hoovy looked great. And Chris Jericho was having a hard time with some Ranas.
3: (laughs) He was blown up. Like, I once again, I was I was sitting there on my couch, just going, like, I don't know what this is gonna, what this is gonna look like. This is gonna look weird. And like Hoovento was like just being himself, and I'm like, Oh, this this ends poorly. It took like three to four minutes for them to kind of both figure out like what type of match this was going to be, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you could tell like they were just it was he was just he was just beat red and fat. <laughs> and like, I know I shouldn't make fun of of Chris Jericho's size because, you know, you're
0: going to do that, at shape. least do it in Big Papa Pump's voice <laughs> so that it's higher. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's
3: covered in twiggies. I it's just I, I I like it was it was amazing. I was so glad that they like that match was finally over with. I'm like, oh dear god, just move on. Move on. Let's get something else out there because this was a nightmare to watch. This and it was went, so went bad. Out a little long, didn't it? <laughs> it was yeah. 15 minutes from start. Like it, it it closed at 8:15. So okay, go figure. So you had you know, him singing Judas for about five minutes. And so the match was maybe like eight minutes, but it felt like an eternity.
2: It was bad. It was so bad. Not the smartest. So so let me take you
1: on a very small journey when it concerns this match. Um, Obviously, the cuts didn't happen until Friday, but I really, I don't like watching Raw. Um, I didn't even tune into NXT last week. Um, and by the time we got to AEW, I was like, okay, we're starting with the Chris Jericho versus Hoover to match. And as far as I knew the stipulation on this match was Chris Jericho needs to hit a move off the top rope. So I was under the impression that this was going to be a match where Chris Jericho would climb the turnbuckle and get knocked off it eight or nine times. And then finally hit that move off the top rope. And that would be the win. So when three minutes in Chris Jericho goes up and hits a double X handle, I went, well, why isn't the match over? I thought that was the, I, and I just turned it off. I was oh. like, I don't, I don't, okay. you guys, I don't know what this is. I, I, it's not what I was told it was going to be. And like, I, I don't have time for this. I'm done.
2: Wow. So, wow. so what I heard there was seven days. And I know we had the episode, unfortunately, not, um, you know, get deleted last week. But for those who did not hear it, which is say not, what you want to say, man, the episode's gone. So <laughs> I was scolded very harshly for not, you know, for for not fully understanding MJF's stipulations on Jericho because they did not say it on television. And I was supposed to just. Assume, and here we are seven days later with Chuck confused by a stipulation in one of the same storylines matches because it was not properly actually said on the mic by MJF. (sighs) That is what I'm hearing right now. (sighs) Yeah, I mean. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, here's the thing. I, <laughs> I, under,
3: I understood the stip. I he did, had hit. I,
2: I was with Chuck. I was with Chuck. He I said, mean, you have to hit a move, and then I thought the same thing, and I caught on when he hit the Judas effect, and Aubrey wouldn't count because it was, that's when I caught on. Somebody,
0: yeah. I was, I've been watching at the bar the last couple of weeks, so I can't hear the uh, commentary. I'm, I'm torn about that particular part of that decision. But however, somebody, and, and I agree, it looked great. Someone was like, that looks awesome. That should be his new finisher. And I'm like, yeah, he can do it about three times before he is done. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to blow <laughs> like, out of me and then spinning off the top rope week after week. Um, But, uh, it did look cool. That was the one redeeming factor of the match. Like, you I just show, like if your highlight of the trials is just showing him doing the Judas effect off the turnbuckle from that match, and it, as your total, you know, like you can show a bunch of stuff from the, the, the hardcore right. fight and a bunch of, but just that. And uh, you can pull an nothing else. You can pull old carny, uh, carny
1: trick with that one because it did look pretty good. And yeah, footage no, of him backstage happened. with the oxygen tank. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) No, so I I didn't continue to watch the rest of the AEW show, but I did watch a highlight video later on in the the week because, as I talked about in the top of the show, Malachi Black had his first match against Cody Rhodes. And, um, man, even knowing how Cody has put over Brody Lee and other people, couldn't have seen that coming. It seemed very short and very just like, here he is, made man. That was badass. That was yeah. badass. I have okay. to say, treating your
0: your 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 talent like they should be treated on the way up, right? And then you were watching this ridiculous promo from Cody, and it's going on as long as the match had, right? And so at the bar, people are like, <laughs> "This is some bullshit! God damn it! You come out here and you put on this great match, Cody, and then you ruin it with this long ass promo." This is what's so interesting about Cody is there is very much a schism. Uh, And I don't know if maybe the average AEW fan is doesn't fall into this, but there are definitely loud voices on the Cody Rhodes has paved the way for wrestling once again. And Cody Rhodes is a just absolute piece of shit that can't stop putting himself over and fuck him until he's dead. And it's so fascinating to me. Now I'm generally speaking a Cody Rhodes guy. I like Cody Rhodes a lot, pretty much from top to bottom. Um, uh, but you don't put everybody over so that when you put somebody important over, they get over, right? Sure. Like if you, if Cody would have had four additional losses over the course of the last six months, like so many people seem to want, then that doesn't seem that interesting. You're like, oh, good. So you just beat the guy that four of our up-and-comers you know, beat. Um, I thought that was so well done. And then to let Alistair come in and beat him up at the end of this, this you know preposterous retirement ceremony or re- retirement speech <laughs> was gold again. The people there were like, "Cody Rhodes sucks." You see, he, he the match was good, and then he ruins it. If he didn't do that, if he didn't make you feel that way, then seeing Alistair Black punch him in the mouth or kick him in the head is not nearly as powerful. It was yep. awesome.
1: No, you. <laughs> I think even the people that hate Cody Rhodes have to admit that he does have a pretty good mind for wrestling and idea of how to work the crowd. He may not be as good as say a Wyndham rotunda, but he, oh, uh, he certainly understands that it's like, okay, I'm going to let him beat me in like three minutes and just shit house me. But then we really need to make him like, he, he needs to be a bigger deal. Look, yeah, I beat QT Marshall. So my win-loss record isn't that bad, but it's like even I understand it's just QT Marshall. So like we really need to make sure Malachi Black is a player when I, when we when I leave the building tonight. Yeah. yeah. in a huge way. In a huge way because not only is he dominant
0: as an in-ring worker, but he's a loose cannon as well. Like that that makes the next couple of weeks so enticing.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, that th- this was crazy refreshing to have Cody in a store. Cause it was, it was awesome. It was perfect. It made Malachi black look great. It was perfect, but let's not act like Cody Rhodes hasn't been that guy that it has to be him. It has to be him in the big matches and the big moments oh, up sure. until, you know, up until this past week, Cody is that guy. And that's what you're going to get when you have somebody, cause he is a great wrestling mind. You're right. but when you have someone in the position of power in a wrestling company who is still, in their prime ish or still in their, you know, in the middle of their career, you're automatically going to have that. If there isn't somebody who isn't wrestling, making the more, more of the decisions, right? Cody has been involved in every main match. Every big match AEW has had, right? The first ever TNT title match, the big main events, every time there is a new superstar, a lot, you know, nine times out of 10, they're feuding with Cody Rhodes, right? Whether or not Cody wins or not, and more times than not, he has won. But here, this was a great moment for him. And this is the perfect time for him to step back because you have more than enough talent for you to sit back and run the show and let these the talent that you're signing with more you know, rumor to be on the way, sit back, run the show and let the show be. Because Cody has been in way too many of the big matches for AEW, uh, you know, and has pulled a triple H type move, which for me was very hypocritical after he took the shot at triple H way back when with the hammer and everything, and right. everyone made a big deal about that. And then he turned into Triple H by being in every main. Yeah, I never a big took match.
0: that hammer thing as a triple H sucks. I took that as I'm the new king. I'm the new well, triple yeah, but H. it was
2: it was some type of shot toward triple H. I don't I wouldn't necessarily call it like you know disrespect whatever but the, the the comparisons were obvious and it was intentional but then For he sure. ended up being oh. you know he he ended up being you know the same thing as triple h if not worse uh, when it comes to so far up until this point but what i'm saying Hopefully is i think that's what term. that message
0: was like boom triple h is done now i'm i'm in triple h's i'm spot. taking
2: over yeah, yeah. i'm the yeah. king now sure. yeah the king of kings and it's I definitely still- a
0: Carney move i don't think it was like a political statement you know no um, no
3: i mean he was putting on a show um and, and let, let's face it you know this this promotion was birthed out of bte and the sh- the sh- the shenanigans that happened there and there's a lot of shit talking that goes on on bte there was a lot of shit talking on this this Past like the episode that dropped today, uh, there was like some Ric Flair nonsense, which was hilarious. Um, I, I, I'm sure if like Justin Chuck, if you were to watch it, uh, because well, Shawnee, um, it ended up being uh, it ended up being Carl. Did you watch BT, Shawnee? I have not, no, no. Okay, well, I, I'll just spoil this part for you, but it's um, it's uh, Carl in a Ric Flair robe, and he ends up doing Sour Boy. The, the sour boy, but so it's once again, it's just such like it's such bullshit and just like just you know popping the boys nonsense. Like I still, whenever I watch AEW, it's like okay, they got the money, they have the people, they have the setups, they have the production, but I still feel like it's it's still the most carny operation of all. And it's still just like a bunch of guys going like, can you believe they're giving us money to do this shit? Yeah. yeah. Like it's still like, I kind of like the fact that it's, I mean, it's there's polish, but there's still like, like a wink to the camera as well. Like, I feel like with WWE, it's like, oh, I have to take all these fuckers seriously. Don't I? Which is why I love the house shows. Cause it's like, oh, look at them. They're having fun. Yep. Like, like it's supposed to be kind of, stupid to me, at least to me. I know some wrestling fans aren't that way, but that that's that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, some of them
1: need story at all times.
3: Talk. Wow. Talk about shots fired, sir, not too long
0: because it's a long term story. He forgets the previous part and he gets angry (laughs) about that, too. Right, right.
2: Justin's oh, I'm like, say, I'm
3: just sitting here.
2: First off, I haven't said a word. I've let Erica <laughs> set her piece. Damn. Just having um, a friendly conversation. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> listen, I agree. You're supposed to be having fun, whatever, but you, need to, you can't cross the line of, if you're not taking this shit seriously, why should I take your character seriously? There is a line.
3: I mean, for you, maybe. For me, I just... I'm just all about getting popped, apparently, because let me tell you, one of my favorite parts from last week's episode of AEW was at the end of that. Uh, oh, God, who who was it? Um, oh, crap. Kingston and Moxley and Darby Allen and Sting was there. And then you had Ellie Kingston bring Sting in on the heart kind of going fucking Sting. Ah! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. Like like that's that's no, that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. I'm just here for just Eddie Kingston yelling at the hard cam. That's it. I just want going, yeah, New York.
1: (laughs) Erica just wants two hours of Eddie Kingston yelling at the hard
2: cam. Why
1: is that, Erica? No
2: comment. No comment.
1: First of (laughs) all,
3: once again, once again, I read a tweet. And I agreed with the tweets and you guys have taken that tweet and ran with it like yeah. I'm some common whore and <laughs> wow. I don't a- and I don't appreciate Whoa. this. Whoa. I don't. I don't
2: appreciate Whoa. your candor. Good sirs. All right. First off,
1: look, not, none of us, none of us are saying us. you're wrong because you're not.
2: Uh, I mean, I can't disagree. Anyway, see once again, this is what happens when we're having fun. Yep. Come on good times guys see in in little moments like that like you guys make it sound like i don't love that i love that shit i'm saying the actual stories right like one thing i cannot stand in a match um i can't stand the young bucks period which has been said before right but with one one thing that legitimately irks me is during a match i think they both do it but one of the young bucks will while they're getting, you know, attacked or whatever, will like reach for the camera as if like help me and look right into the camera like they're looking at t- looking at the TV audience and like help me, help me, help me. I hate that shit. I hate it so bad because breaking that's- the third wall, right. the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's the kind of stuff that I don't like just because it's it's the little shit like that that's like how I said the young bucks remind you that wrestling's quote unquote fake along with how they set up their moves and all that crap. But stuff like that within the match, within the story, that's what I don't like to see. The shit like you mentioned with Eddie Kingston just enjoying himself after the match because he's in the ring with Sting or making jokes and, and, you know, or little shots in promos or whatever. Hell yeah, I love that. That's what makes it fun. But again, the line there is when you're reminding us that wrestling is quote-unquote fake. That's what I don't like. Okay. Okay, fair enough
0: i think that's a fair criticism both of the bucks and of um an approach to the business I, I i don't quite fall into it but i do sort of have like a toe or two in that in that world i think i think about the bucks i think a little more like the critics of cody i was describing earlier think of him um but there are moments when i absolutely love the bucks so uh, I, you know, I think that going into this whole thing, we had to recognize that the EVPs who are also wrestlers were going to be top stars, you know, as long as they stayed healthy. And
1: I love that all of them made sure, at least for the first year of AEW to be like, look, we might be at the top of the card, but we're not guaranteed champs. You know, like I I will always love the fact that one of Cody's first fuse and first major uh storylines was the fact that look if i lose this match i can never challenge for the heavyweight title and he did all right cool so we don't have to worry about you putting yourself in the heavyweight title picture every you know two or three times a year and uh we you know that just means that everything you do is still going to be story-based and you're still going to have to work that way in order to make us care about it i also think that um i can't remember who it was a couple minutes ago said that there's definitely a line where um you know, where you, you if you cross it, then if you don't if you think this is bullshit, then why should I care about yeah. it? And I think I think the entire elite right now is just made their character. uh, are all of their characters. Let's go so far across that line that absolutely everyone hates us. Like but even even the fan that top? loves it, loves our bullshit the most is eventually going to be like, oh, come on, guys. I used to like you.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I think that you're right. Um, I'm curious to see how long this phase goes. Uh, I'm not over them by any stretch, but I have been watching the main show at a bar where I'm not getting the audio and haven't right. been clamoring to jump back and see what they're doing um, because it is a little bit uh, it's so like bonkers and bonkers is fun. I totally dig bonkers, but here's again where I have a few toes in uh, Justin's pond over there and um, it's not furthering the long-term story really. Right. Like I know there's a whole big next phase for this thing. And this is sort of uh, some fodder in there that maybe I'll, you know, go back if someone puts, you know, on the last three months retrospective together or something and enjoy that. But uh,
2: well, and you mentioned the bucks and Omega and all that I'm confused. And don't get me wrong. The story is not ruined yet because it still can go back to it, but are we not getting Omega and page now? because you had page lose the match which didn't automatically mean that we're not getting that title match but now they're building Christian Cage as the number 1 contender and Christian cut a promo where he is going to be you know basically telling everyone he's going at the elite this week you know when they're in Pittsburgh and that's again like you build up this omega page which everyone was all for and now but people also want a Christian in that title picture when he first came in and then you took him away from that they're still saving it if they do a triple threat buy, but you've already done a triple threat. Uh, but I don't know. that. You know, I don't understand the thought process behind this storyline. Again, it's not ruined yet because we don't know what the match is going to be for the title next. Um, but I don't know because if you go just one-on-one either side, you're kind of screwing over the other one. And if you go triple threat, you're repeating what we just did at the last pay-per-view.
0: This poor darling doesn't understand edging even a little bit.
2: Oh my, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> my goodness. bitch. I don't know if we're going that route. I mean, the, listen. Go ahead, Erica. No, I
3: um it was my or perhaps I heard wrong, but it was my understanding that that match between the Dark Order and Adam Page versus the Elite if um you know, the Dark Order lost, they wouldn't get the tag title match cuz that was on the line.
2: I, I know there were title matches were on the line. Was I wrong?
3: I thought it was just the tag. T- I don't know. Like now, now I. There's so, it it's keep so talking. difficult to keep track of everything in wrestling. No, and I do work. believe
0: that as of now, the page title match with Kenny has been pulled. Okay. Um, I think that's probably calculated, and that uh, we're going to find out in weeks to come.
3: Yeah, and you know, I mean, it. It trust me, like I, like. And I'm just Page... going to
0: make the cowboy disappear for a few months. And, like, I'm yeah. just like, hey, what the fuck's going on?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam... that's what confused me because Adam... now you have Christian coming out and saying, I'm, you know, and they're building Christian up as a number one contender now. I
0: mean, for one week.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I
0: was I... yet to really come to fruition, I think.
3: Yeah. I Adam... know.
1: Christian Cage is going to have a contract signing and Adam Page is going to run in and sign the contract instead. We haven't seen that yet.
2: No, is that is that how that works? Sometimes.
3: I, think, I mean, Adam Page will eventually be the AEW World Champion. Like it's a, it's that yeah. like that's going to happen. How it'll happen? Who's to say? Well, yeah, we still have two. Yeah, it, it's a weird situation with AEW, even though they're they're deep into year two and they're slowly approaching year three. Well, shoot, depending on where you count when their time kicked off, whether or not you started at all in um, back in 2017, 2018, or if you started at um, double or nothing, either way, like, you know, they've been going for a while. I think st- I think they're still trying to figure out the types of stories they want to craft and how they want to present them. Because if they were to do, if they were to do kind of traditional booking or at least like WWE style booking, I feel like people would, piss and moan saying like oh they're just copying WWE with this type of structure and then uh, obviously you know with a couple pay-per-views back with the blood and guts thing you know look horrible shot of, of Jericho falling off the uh, you know the war game cell essentially or blood and guts cell whatever the fuck you want to call it and then people complained about their production well, it's like they're trying to create a, a they, they're trying to be competition and You know, an alternative to WWE, but not trying to replicate anything WWE because people will piss and moan if it's too much like WWE. But then when they try to do something different and it doesn't happen, then they yell at them for that. So eh, I don't know. I'm just going to watch because like I'm emotionally invested in these wrestlers. I got I started following these guys years ago and during a time that was like very stressful and very dark for me personally and like i have more or less like imprinted on them i know that sounds very very dramatic but like these are these are my guys these are these are my people it's no different than like you know falling in love with a band like i will follow them and like they are me i have a very i'm just emotionally vested in that and i just don't i don't have that with wwe i don't you know they were they weren't they weren't giving me the hoodoo voodoo that i so desired but i found it with these guys so it's it's very much a ride or die right now so i mean i don't know i'm just gonna keep on watching and see how this shakes out because i'm not bored
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I will. You know, I, I look back. So both of their title shots were on the line. Got um, it. Okay. So as of right now, uh, that's where that stands. Like I said, the storyline isn't ruined. I'm just kind of confused, right? It could right. be a situation where Christian gets a title shot on a Dynamite, and then Page at the pay per view. That's again ways to you know save it. But if this doesn't end in Page versus Omega in Chicago. I, I don't know. That's, that's a weird way to, to write this one up.
1: I think it's the longest of long-term storytelling. I think they, they bring it back every couple of months. And then they're like, do you still care? Oh, you do. All right. Then we're not going to give it to you <laughs> quite yet. We're going mean, to just keep, keep pushing it off a little bit more okay. and a little bit more until we're like, okay. Oh, you, you guys are starting to get fed up. Okay. I guess we'll pull the trigger on this now. Yeah.
3: This has all been two years in the making. Like this started as soon as Paige lost the AEW the, the inaugural AEW title match against right. Jericho at all in in. Gosh, I guess that was twenty nineteen. Shoot. So, I mean, this is talk about long term storytelling. Holy crap. Like this, this isn't over. It will end with him with the title and victorious and everyone will love it. It's just yeah, I don't know where it's going, but I'm here for the ride because they've but- earned my trust. They have.
1: By the way, one more thing on AEW before we we move on, but I saw a friend of the show Janelle uh, over the weekend at work, and he proposed something that uh, was, I thought was the best thing I'd ever heard. And that is that he wants Braun Strowman in AEW on the surface. That is an awful sentence, but here's the way he framed it. He wants Braun Strowman to be the Hulk like persona of John silver. So people will do promos against John silver backstage and, and he'll be like, I'm going to beat your ass. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Shorty. And then Braun Strowman will be the one to come out as a giant John Silver
2: and beat him up. And I'm like, and I didn't Braun
1: know I Strowman wanted that until it's been presented, and now I want
2: it. Bald Braun Strowman? And with jo- oh, yeah. They could easily pull that off. They're wearing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. It'd so, be weird. There you go. Thank fun. you, Janelle. I like that.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, thank you, Janelle. So you guys want to talk about Adam Cole? Seems that we're talking about members of the elite. Man. I just maybe. can't wait. To,
3: I can't wait to see how they bring him back on BTE because he was famously poisoned by the Young Bucks in Reseda.
1: Right. So do so you want to like that for our not... listeners that go ahead? I was going to say for our listeners that maybe don't know, do you want to fill fill in the gaps, Erica, as far as what's going on with Adam Cole in the last, you know, like week?
3: Oh, geez. I mean, where do I even begin? I mean, well, for starters, he he, he is Sand's contract. He has basically just been on an extension through SummerSlam, um, reportedly could be going to A.W. He had a big meeting with Vince McMahon during Friday Night Smackdown that supposedly went like gangbusters. There is hot. Rumors that he was offered a million dollars a year for what five to seven years, some sort of crazy ass contract. All all hearsay, no one knows. No one. So Adam Cole is up in the air. No one knows what the hell's gonna happen until after SummerSlam. And we wait and speculate because that's what we do best as wrestling fans. We love this shit.
1: Sorry, I cut you off there, Shawnee. Oh, no, no, I was going to, uh,
0: as host, ask Erica that exact question. Yeah. Call me so Senpai, I,
2: Chuck.
1: You got it, Senpai. My, my apologies. There it is. Yeah, I'm so, kind of pissed uh,
2: about Bobby Fish being separated from Kyle O'Reilly.
1: Yeah. They
2: just blew up the entire Undisputed Era. I mean, when I think... With Adam Cole being such a question mark, and if he is as big of a question mark as the rumors say when it comes to WWE being unable to, you know, lock him in, it makes sense to break up the Undisputed Era when they did, right? Because this will allow Adam Cole's, you know, leaving granted Bobby Fish just got released. But it allows Adam Cole going somewhere else to not ruin whatever Kyle O'Reilly and or Roderick Strong have going on. Because if they tried to keep the Undisputed Era going strong and Adam Cole dips, that totally just ruins the other three because you're not keeping the Undisputed Era with those three and you're not replacing Adam Cole. So I think you know, looking back to breaking up the Undisputed Era, that's smart if you don't have Adam Cole locked in and they clearly do not. And again, that's another big name to lose. Another big name that is rumored to go to AEW. And you know, it makes sense. You know, it's kind of like what I, what I said about Bray Wyatt. Like Bray Wyatt taking, you know, taking over to Dark Order makes sense. The number of big names they have at AEW going on right now, that's where it doesn't make sense. Adam Cole going over with the elite in AEW makes sense, but the number of big names doesn't make sense with everything they already have going on on the roster.
0: The other thing that would be interesting with those Bullet Club kind of guys is like you could have Adam Cole route back through New Japan and then use yeah. him because you're clearly have this intercompany thing going, right? So that's yeah. a way to pipeline guys in a roundabout way for AEW. Because at some point we actually have to agree that Justin would be right, that you are starting to load too many bullets into the gun. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, agreed. Which is painful because so many weeks we have spent chastising him <laughs> for what a stupid idea that is. Yeah. And it turns
2: out. It makes sense. <sighs> well, I w- it, no it's, going to, it's going to be
3: fascinating to see how like once Rampage is, <laughs> is in the fold, And now they have three hours of television, how they're going to juggle uh, storylines. Because in my my opinion, and I don't know if you gentlemen agree with me, like I don't have to always see the champion on every show. It can be every other episode. Sure. Um, I don't have to see literally everyone on TV every single week. I I, I think that's what kind of makes wrestling fun, because you want to tune in and see like, well, who's going to show up? who who on the roster is going to show up. So I think that this is going to be a fascinating time for AEW now that they have that third hour to see how they stagger their stories, how they organize it, because there, there is some need for organization. Absolutely. Especially when you have another hour of programming. Um, It's, it's just, you know, unfortunately it's all speculation. We just have to wait. We just have to wait, but, but hopefully they get somebody in there that, just kind of tightens the ship and and straightens things up and provides the lovely content we love to watch every week. So uh, I'll tune in. I'll see what again, ha- what's happening.
1: Erica's not wrong. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay! Yay! You know, you know, I was I was introduced to Adam Cole basically in Ring of Honor, like yeah. at a time when the Bucks would be. Um, I don't think they were on impact at the time, but you would see them on ring of honor, but then they would work in Japan as well. And they were kind of back and forth there. So in my mind, Adam Cole is like the ring of honor arm of the elite. So I wouldn't be mad to see him, you know, having made his NXT money, you know, decide somebody had tweeted out the fact that like they listed all the major wrestling promotions and they said out of seven of them, six of them don't have exclusive contracts so that people can go work Indies and work with each other. And that, and that, and that kind of speaks volumes. And I, I, you know, I'm all for, we've got the forbidden doors open on AEW and we got new Japan guys showing up on impact. Like I'm all for, look, here's a faction NWO style that exists in every federation in some iteration.
2: Yeah. Erica, you brought up, you know, rampage and everything. That third hour, and I've said this before, that's going to be crucial for how AEW tells their story. Because, I agree. And if it if it, if it it ends up, I'm hoping the way they're doing the first one is only because it's the first one. But if they tried to just put a big match, because it's only a one-hour show, if you try to put a big match like they're doing with Britt Baker and Red Velvet for the women's title, right, and that's basically Rampage every week is, you know, we're just going to center it around this one big match, because AEW matches do run long. I mean, almost every match goes to commercial, right? Mm-hmm. And every match is in picture in picture, and they come back, and every match is going over ten minutes. Um, you only have one hour. If they're gonna do that route, that's a waste of a third hour.
0: Yeah, but no, I, th- I don't. You have to believe that they're gonna make this like a part of Britt Baker's legacy. Like this is gonna be an iron woman match. This is going right. to be, it's not going to be a, the weekly yeah. format. I can't imagine no, th- 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 yeah. now Yeah, hyping Could- it up for a huge main event, I think is a very interesting idea, Sure, not, but not, not with the anticipation that, Oh, it's going to fill one hour every week. First off, just in terms of predictability that would like just get roasted.
2: Yes. Cause that's what WWE did when main, remember when main event way back when was supposed to be a big deal and it was supposed to be big names, but all they did was take one big match and put it on main event every week. And that's why main event failed so quickly, because like Shawnee just said, it gets predictable, it gets boring. And like and again, it may just be because it's the first one and they want to make it big and all that, that's fine. But if if they go that route, whether it's a title match or just one big six-man match or whatever it may be, that's a waste of your third hour. I don't want them to announce anything for Rampage. Right. Almost. Right. Let's just continue telling the story from Dynamite in the rampage and let that hour bring up whatever stories you want to put in there. Right. Instead of just we're going to make sure that Friday night rampage has a big match every night, pay-per-view style match. I don't need that. I just need you to tell more stories that you don't have time to tell, Uh, you know, on Wednesday nights. That is your best you know, use of that third hour filling in what you can't get to on Wednesday nights instead of trying to cram things into two hours. And that's where it comes off as unorganized.
0: Every time I get this, this lecture, I sort of get glassy eyed. And I think here he goes pushing the varsity blondes again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they call it a great promo, you know. No, good.
3: Well, that uh, second episode of Rampage's ought to be a, doo- a doozy. So that's the one in Chicago at the yeah, United yeah. Center. Right. Don't
2: know what's going to happen there, which. And that's right before the pay-per-view, right? No. <laughs> that, yeah, that's going to be I, before I, I all do, out.
0: I do know what's going to happen to some capacity. Uh, there will be CM Punk chants. Yeah, for yes. sure. Oh,
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> I well shoot. I don't know if we talked about this here. Or this might have been just a conversation between me and Eric. But uh, I think he threw this idea out there. He goes, what if they're in Chicago and they get the United Center? And everyone's anticipating CM Punk, but that's when Daniel Bryan debuts. Which I fun. mean, ah, I mean, I love it. Still hilarious, still a great debut. I love but, it. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll see CM Punk. I mean, I, I don't. If, well, once again, I don't know. We have to. If we have to.
1: Daniel wait. Bryan wants to work heel. That is perfect.
2: It is. Yeah.
1: Because people oh. will be excited to see Daniel Bryan, but really pissed he's not CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's funny, too, because that's, you know, it'll almost take the route of what happened with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in the Royal Rumble when Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble when Daniel Bryan should have. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan comes back to do exactly that style thing to CM Punk.
0: Uh, To my knowledge, having practiced for zero days, I think that Daniel Bryan could beat CM Punk in the octagon.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I, I would give that. Yeah, no, I'd I would I would place that bet as well based off submissions alone. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Good argument. Yeah,
3: <laughs> at the, at the very least, it would be entertaining. It'd be an entertaining fight. I'd pay to see it.
2: I look forward to seeing. Like you mentioned, the heel, whether he's going to be heel or not. I look forward to seeing the type of Daniel Bryan that we get in AEW, right? Because he he went from crazy babyface, yes, to crazy heel. Fickle, he was right? the planets like, champion, right? Like he went I love that to, title belt by the way. <laughs> so it was good. a cool looking title. Yeah, it was, it was, but he went to what from one extreme to the other. So it'll be interesting where he falls in AEW. Also, um, it, it it still is a
3: charming thought to to kind of ponder that Daniel Bryan was a heel for wanting to save the earth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, right. like what a what a monster right (laughs) like what an asshole oh well let's hate this guy he wants to conserve natural (laughs) resources oh
0: this is actual audio from vince mcmahon's uh headset on the night of (laughs) daniel bryan's
1: debut as that heel in the same way that baron corbin is turning face because he's poor just like us
2: yep we can relate I but do you think- know what
1: he's
0: doing it so fucking well
1: man he's, he's doing, a, he's doing great job. it so well <laughs> This is the best oh, work yeah. of Baron Corbin's career literally
2: shot everything. him in the
0: balls with the tank <laughs> uh, uh, it was just I'm sorry I love you Kapow!
3: <laughs>
2: I wish hey.
1: I wish hey. I could have said that I saw that coming but like there was it was so perfectly shot because there was that second like they start the promo with Kevin Owens and the and those two right. with the tag. And then it pans to the right, and you get the whole thing with Baron Corbin. And then as Kevin's walking away, it pan- it slowly starts panning to the left. So you've got a second if your if your mind is working to go, wait a second, that's where they are. Yep. Yep. That's where the tank is.
2: <laughs> oh no. Oh man. And I almost style. I do almost think though that Daniel Bryan almost needs to be a face when he goes to AEW. I I, I do I think AEW needs a few more faces. In you know their singles division, there's a lot of you know badasses. I mean, Adam Page is hot, Darby Allen is hot, but outside of that, you you know there's a lot of the elites and the Malachi Blacks that are coming in. Andrade, who who are straight he you know straight heel. <laughs> I mean, Pack's almost being treated like a face, and he is not. <laughs> he he does not yeah. do well as a face. So I kind of think Daniel Bryan should be. You know, I don't think he should start heel at least. I wouldn't be
0: shocked if we don't see Daniel Bryan anytime soon in AEW. Um, I could definitely. I think he wants to work in Japan. Yeah. So I mean, I guess depending on the COVID situation and what contracts have already been signed, I, I would. I just wouldn't be. Sh- the COVID's the the sort of the wrinkle in the thing because yeah. order, I I feel like um you could have that speculation going forever for Daniel Bryan to lay low, hang with his family, do whatever, and then show up at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, um, where everyone's like, what, you know, um, and again, because you do have so many people, as you've been saying, you know, so I'll be curious to see that's that's I'm not so sure that we're going to see Daniel Bryan pop up on AEW like we've seen so many stars just tumbling in.
2: You know, I just want to say that is the second time by a second different person that someone used a take that I had that I got yelled at for having to to, uh, benefit their opinion.
1: Now I just want Daniel Bryan versus the Murder Grandpa.
3: I mean, I want everyone to face Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, I think yeah, that's. I think that that just would be good fun for Suzuki everybody. Suzuki Goon
0: versus the world. I'm versus still... everybody who's ever
1: cut from a promotion.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's, <laughs> that's a lot. what they will turn into. Yep. Her exit that's... interview
1: from professional wrestling is a match with Minoru Suzuki. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep.
2: Before you retire, don't go home just yet. You got one more thing to do. You
3: got to get yourself just chopped the hell out by this, by this like, like old man strength, just right. Well, icon.
1: Yeah. Like he's got a style that makes you believe that he is absolutely just beating the shit out of whoever he's against, which would make a match against Daniel Bryan, all that more dramatic because of his history of, you know, concussions and stuff like he can, you know, I, I would like to believe that Minoru Suzuki protects you in a style that looks like it does not. I mean he's uh,
3: yeah of course but he at
1: does. The, but it would just be amazing to to watch this match where even the announcers are telling the fact that like D- I Daniel Bryan doesn't know where he is right now this is dangerous
0: and for people who don't know um Minoru Suzuki the Murder Grandpa look uh YouTube his MMA fights he was like a pioneer he had the style that for a minute was like the thing and it was in the early evolution of the sport and he sort of had a thing that like for a minute had everybody going, Oh shit. And, you know, eventually it was, it was figured out and it's become a more homogenized um, sport over time. You know, sort of right. thing that we see now is very different than it was back then, but it's super fun to watch the young murder grandpa uh, being, I don't know, murder, baby, whatever. But he was murder, Papa. <laughs> all right. So uh, what do you all say? You want to wrap this up?
2: Yeah,
1: okay. I I think we hit all the major talking points for the week.
2: Raw just started. I need to hurry up and get to it.
1: All right, so last week after the show, I did run to watch Raw.
0: I was so disappointed. I thought that maybe with them getting on the road, like that was, I kept saying, okay, maybe they're going to get back on the road and things are going to be different. No, they're just stripping all professional wrestling out of this thing and turning it into some weird caricature show. And I am not here for it it's so scary because smackdown is still really good
2: right and i think a lot of it too is the amount of releases that we've had it takes away some of the hope that we have of something new right because there isn't anyone else left everyone that we see on tv is who is currently (laughs) under contract with wwe so that who that's who you're gonna see every week especially because there's three hours of raw so like that's who you're going to get.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you have to keep in mind at all times. And this always is hammered home. When I go to a live show, whether it's a house show or a TV taping, we're not the target audience. We just happen to make them a lot of money by tuning in. The target audience is the crowd that is in that arena. So if the crowd that is in that arena is willing to chant Goldberg, they are willing to give him a check.
2: Irritates them. God, that irritates me because that's so true. I- and that's why he shows. That's why they keep going back to him. Are we sure? Like I, I, I saw his entrance last
0: week.
3: A lot of those cheers looked piped the fuck in because they I would see sh- a lot of. They're doing going.
0: some weird crap with the audio, and I don't like that either.
3: Well, they would show the audience, and like you don't see any mouths moving. Goldberg, go! Gold- I'm like, it's... hmm, I don't know about this.
0: Mm-hmm. This, this Dirty doesn't v- v- This it's doesn't... crap. The show is becoming crap.
3: It it yes. just didn't pass the sniff test because it's like. Oh. Because like I hear the you,
2: I know, <laughs> but like I
3: heard the audible Goldberg chants, and then they would show the crowd. and I'm like, no one's
2: mouthing no one's Goldberg. This. And Goldberg got booed during his promo. And rightly well, so. Right. Well,
1: if they could have kept the Thunderdome going for another year, year and a half, they could have adapted the technology to the point where they could do like Conan O'Brien used to do on his show and make the mouths look like they were saying Goldberg <laughs> on a live audience. Except oh, for some reason they all have the exact same mouth and they're all doing it in the exact same time. Yeah, right.
2: Wow. Comes out. Well, and shout out to John image. Cena. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out to John Cena too who had the quote of WWE needs to stop leaning on the old, you know, names and they need to start, you know, leaning into the new names that, that people are into. Stop relying on the John Cenas and the Edges and the Goldbergs and Brock Lesnar's of the world to headline your main pay-per-views and let your new guys do it. John Cena, who is right in the middle of doing that for SummerSlam, had that quote.
0: And also shout out to John Cena for being Peacemaker in the new Suicide Squad yeah. because it is fantastic. He is, has yeah. anyone, any of y'all seen it? Not he's a, yet, he's a delight.
1: It. It was a re- it's a really fun movie. I, I watched enjoyed
0: it. it. I, I'm an unabashed James Gunn fan, so... Yeah. Um, I watched it twice, and the second time I was much more tickled. The first time it's not as quite as charming. Uh, it wasn't okay. for me as The Guardians, but still a movie that I was like, Hell yeah. I mean, the opening it starts with a live track of Johnny Cash Folsom Prison. Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. like, forget about it. You had me.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't care
0: what movie it is.
1: If you start with Johnny Cash, I'm in.
0: But understand yeah, the- that it's super gory and that's part of the comedy.
2: Right. The first it is suicide is super lie. gory,
0: but you have to look yeah. at it as ha.
2: <laughs> the first Suicide Squad The only thing that did it for me Was the fact that my band, 21 Pilots Were on the soundtrack for it That was the only hot, high point for the first Suicide Squad For me I Justin, the second one was much better
1: You're a member of 21 Pilots?
2: Can we, are, Didn't we say we're wrapping up the show?
0: Where can everybody find you, Justin?
2: Uh, in the band, 21 Pilots We're on Twitter at 21 Pilots no. uh,
0: <laughs> God damn it
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> all over social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, JV sports Talk.com, and Chuck beans, favorite podcast, the JV sports talk pay-per-view pod at PPV underscore pod. Also on Apple podcasts and Spotify. I think NXT still doing a takeover. If they have enough people, Summer going to the old main event set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be an hour show. Just the women's title match, the Mojo and Karrion Cross, and that's it.
0: Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase doing a sermon. Oh,
2: yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, where can people find you? He's, he's he's
1: famous, and he refused to talk to me. Uh, you can f- <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on the Nerd Radio podcast. You can also find me with Nate. Doing our uh, our super universe mode for uh, the One Fall Show. You can find that over on our One Fall Show YouTube page. But Saturday afternoons at 4 p.m., you can watch it at twitch.tv backslash limit break radio. We just wrapped up WrestleMania. I had a match against The Undertaker. I will yeah. not spoil how it went, but boy, wow. howdy, was it a good match? And uh, yeah, we're going into um, next week is AEW. So uh, that means Nate's character, Nate Thunder, is probably going to have some kind of big feature match, so you can check Radio, that out um, once again. Saturday afternoons at 4, Limit Break Radio's uh, Twitch channel, or on the One Fall Show YouTube page.
0: Erica, yes, where t- can people find you?
3: Uh, people could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Banis. They can also just straight up Google me to read all the wonderful things that I write.
2: Because
3: I know. Yeah, yeah. Just type in Erica Bannis and then it's just like, Oh, look at all this stuff to read
2: when you get so to the point it's like, Hey, where can we find you? And you can just say the internet, me. Like, you made it. <laughs> I got to tell you what my website is. You just say, Google me and you'll find it. Like that's, that's badass.
3: I'm there. Like there's, there's, uh, there's a handful of other Erica Bannises in the world, but I think I beat them in the Google rankings. So who's the big winner? I'm I am being... I am the queen.
0: There it is. That's two yeah. words for you, other Erica Banises.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good time, Shawnee.
0: All right. And I'm Shawnee Constant. You can find me on Instagram at Shawnee.constant. Um, yeah, let's do that. All right, everybody. Have fun. Be safe. Uh, both of those things probably best if you don't watch Raw. Um, don't fall in. <laughs> Oh, three for three don't watch raw tonight have fun be safe don't fall in the hole that is money night night away raw. from raw <laughs> there you go
3: okay so uh, what I, I mean the the two yeah the the, the two titles looking forward to rick flair's twitch stream still great and yeah. then yeah families and dipshits families um and dipshits. i mean both are outstanding so shawnee once again i i i more than trust you to pick a a proper title
2: i'm just glad i was how happy i was that chuck didn't call me a (laughs) dipshit
3: hello kitty yeah
2: he's like can you guys be quiet i'm trying to sleep yeah you guys are (laughs) taking forever this podcast goes on forever um
3: we started late though so yeah, yeah
2: no we actually only what probably a little over an hour not even yeah not that bad um just a heads up, I will. Um, I'm gonna look through. I just got my game schedule uh, for sports starting in September, Ooh. which is exciting. Yes, I mean, of course. Yeah. Yay! Yay. Um, I'm gonna go through and see how many Monday nights, if any, there are. And I'm just gonna, and I have my schedule out through February right now. Mm-hmm. So I will let you know how many Monday nights there are. And, you know, I am willing to, you know, if we want to do Sunday that week or, it around whatever somewhat. The hell. Yeah. Whatever shuffling needs to be done. Um, but I, you know, I'll give you guys a heads up. My first game isn't until September, like begin like second week of September. So we got some time. Um, but yeah, I'll give you a heads up if there's any Monday nights so we can make that work. Cool.
3: Huzzah.
1: Excellent. Have a good Yay! night. Y'all.
0: Yay!
2: Yay! All right. Take care, right. everybody. See you guys. You got it, Shawnee.
0: Yeah. Do you realize that, uh, because last week's episode was deleted, yeah, and I just started doing that in the middle of the episode, and by the end of it, we're all going, "Yay!"
2: Yeah. There's
0: absolutely no context for why it just At starts all. happening halfway we're through just the show. Yelling,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Fantastic. People catch on. It's Fantastic. cool. <laughs> ah, oh, edibles. All right. <laughs> Have That'll
0: a good do one, man. Be you. safe, my brother. You did.